Right. So they really asked for Joel to come back. They're like, we don't want Chris. But they'll have to suffer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and accept it. And Deal with it. And Joel said Chris is like that with everything. Yeah, I know. All right. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by uh, going to our um, YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Or you can call 800-411-BOND. No, no, no. 888-77-53773. All right. Good morning, y'all. Hi, y'all. Amazing. I'm glad to see everybody. And so any questions or comments about anything before we get rolling? Yes, sir. Because it's not about teaching. It's about fellowshipping. And I want you to know that you know that you know that you know, not because someone said it. Right? Yes, sir. I just wanted to make a comment just that you're the first pastor that I've ever had that isn't going to get duped into wearing the the skinny jeans. That's right. <laughs> like, there there have been pastors that I've had that are like 60 years old, and they're trying to wear skinny jeans. I'm like, what are you doing, man? That's you, right. You don't even work out, you know, so you look like a woman. Uh, <laughs> they look a mess. <laughs> it's a, it's uh, interesting seeing guys wear skinny jeans because, I don't know, it's just different. Millennial guys are interesting. But yeah, you're right. But they don't look right on me anyway because, you know, black people have skinny legs at the bottom. Yeah. Right? White people have these big legs. And, and black people have skinny legs. I remember once I had on short pants and a white person, and I was a teenager, and a white person said, Oh, I like your legs. I wish I had skinny legs. I'm like, Really? <laughs> I was like, it must be all right if white people like it. <laughs> I feel better about my skinny legs after that. <laughs> Any other questions or anything? Okay. Um, so if everybody's doing fine, why are we here? Okay, that's nice. So uh, what I want to do is uh, I was thinking, and I uh, tweeted out, how if ever there was a time when good and evil was, I mean, it's clear now who was on what side of this battle is happening now. You can tell the evil from the good. And so these are amazing times to be alive. And don't be afraid of what you see because it's going to get worse before it gets better. It will get better, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. All the, the uh, attack upon America the uh, terrorist attack, the attack upon white people. Uh, white people, it's going to get worse for you. Oh, it's going to get worse because white didn't speak up a long time ago, and so now it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse for men uh, because men are afraid to 
defend themselves from women, it's going to get worse for you as well. Be, and they're going to be pounding on you in the airport or anywhere. <laughs> i never seen so many men get beat up by a woman in all my life. It, it's, it's crazy. It's so insane. And the women just slap them. And they just take it. I wish a woman would slap me. <laughs> That'll be her last slap. <laughs> it's amazing how that is. And, and, and the guys are afraid to defend themselves. I think because you might go to jail or something, right? You will go to jail if, if you defend yourself from a woman. Well, hello, jail. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Because we have a right to defend ourselves. And it's not normal for men to let anyone beat on them like that, but especially a woman. And if you allow that to happen, it just brings out the worst in her. It's not going to make her better. It's like with the blacks and the whites. The blacks haven't gotten better because white people didn't speak up. Look what's happening. Burning down the country, robbing and stealing and knocking white people out. But uh, so it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's why. Another reason to be in the world but not of it so that you will be protected from it, all right? I, uh, I want to go to my, since you guys, no one has any questions about anything, right? No? All right. Is, is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, welcome, man. Thank you. How, what's your name? Uh, Rez. What, what is it? Rez. Oh, Rez. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Um, any question of, or disagreement about anything? No, no, no. No. That's your wife? Yes. No, are you alpha or beta? I'm alpha, definitely alpha. Oh, uh, yeah, she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, sure, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you better agree. <laughs> are you the head of your wife? Yes. Good. And, and is that true? Yes. It is? What's your name? Malin. Is he an alpha or beta? Alpha. And what makes him an alpha? Everything he does. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Good report, man. <laughs> you guys have any kids? Not yet. Yeah, okay. Right on. Any questions from you? No. Okay. I want to deal with the biblical question. In Matthew 22, uh, 14, it, th- it says that amongst a thousand, I would choose one of you, and amongst 10,000, two of you. You heard that before? Yeah? And so you had time to think about it. What does it mean? Anybody? Your dad want to say? What does it mean? Okay, young man behind it, I come to you. Yes, the one right here, yeah. Um, I think it has to do with, like, group think. Like, usually the bigger the group, the dumber the people. Um, you know, so you got one th- out of 1,000, there'll be one. And then out of 10,000, that's a larger group, so it'll be even harder to find because everybody's trying to follow everybody else. Yeah. You notice that only a few people are willing to take that straight and narrow path, right? Yes. Why do you think that is? Um, it's just hard. You know, it takes discipline. Um, and... It's, it takes believing that doing the right thing, that uh, that 
like like God says, you know, trust in me and everything will be added on to you. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's hard to, you know, when you're out here in the world, it's hard to to do that. You know, I mean, lots of times you see other people and you think that they have a certain something and you end up wanting to follow them instead of just following God. Is it hard for you to do that? Um, at times it has been, but lately it hasn't been. And why was it at times beforehand? Um, a combination of things. I think a lot of things came like easy and, and, you know, I was always presented with a lot of opportunities and, um, I saw him squander away because of a lack of work ethic and, and always wanting to, you know, follow and, 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 you know, and, and do different things. Um, and it took a while for me to sit back and kind of look back on my life and think of all the things that I've squandered away that were kind of just handed to me. Um, so and, why was it so easy for you before? Um, you know, I don't know. It's all, I've always felt like I was, I was, I was connected to something. I've always had situations, you know, lots of situations that I've had happen. Just it's, it's, it's been like something is kind of guiding me and putting me in certain situations. And so then I'll be in the perfect situation and then I'll just lay back and kick my feet up and think, oh, I'm good. And then I see it all start to yeah. kind of go away. And so it's, what made the change? It's not like that now, right? No. What made the change? How did you make the change? Um, I, I sat back and just kind of started looking at my life. And I started, you know, every situation, you know, I started taking like a personal responsibility. Um, ironically, one of the things that, that, that uh, helped me with, with starting to watch your videos is I first started watching your, your Amber Rose video, like your Savage Moments. Were you a slut maker? Yes, I was. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> but uh, Can't you just look at some guys and you know that's a slut maker? <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, a couple of years before I started watching your videos, I was looking back on my life, and I remember I was sitting on the couch and across from, from my mom, and I'd always blamed my mom for everything because we battled a lot, Yeah. and I, uh, I told her I'd forgiven her, and this is before ever watching you, and I apologized for the way I would react to her, and I saw, like, after that, things started unfolding differently. I looked at situations different. Yeah. Like, I saw my responsibility in situations versus other people's responsibilities. Um, like, that, that, that thing inside that would make me want to go out and chase girls. You know what I mean? I, now I looked at the situation from the outside, and I would see all of the headache. And, yeah. and uh, my work ethic changed. You know, I used to sleep until... One, two o'clock in the afternoon. You smoke pot? Um, I used at that time I was smoking a lot. Now I will occasionally, you know, maybe like once a week or something like that in the evening, never in the daytime when I'm working. And so do you live on your own now or you live with your mother? Um that's taking that's taking too long. It's a that means it with mama. No. You know, I You live with mama. 
well. <laughs> what the? I, you I, live with mama? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. What happened was I have uh, this is my wife. Oh. And, uh, oh, your wife lived with your mother? No. Oh. We, we, yeah. we, uh, we oh. had a, we, well, as soon as we had children, we moved out. We lived on our own for, we had a house for nine years. Right. And then those owners moved back into the home, so then we moved into another home. And then so we just separated, and she moved to Orange County, so then I was going to. Oh, you were Thursday night, huh? <laughs> oh, so you're the husband? I'm yeah. not. Oh, amazing. So, <laughs> so I asked the uh, I asked the owner if I could stay an extra month so I can find a place to stay. Yeah, and then she sabotaged that by sending him an email, and so he said no. <laughs> and uh, so I put my I put Leave my it to the woman. <laughs> I just wanted to be honest. See. So, so I put my stuff in a storage, and this was last month. I put my stuff in the storage, and then I, I stayed at my parents' house. Oh. And I just found a place. I just got a place today, so I'm moving into right it. Right on. You know. So it was just a temporary thing until I found the right house. I can tell you that I heard amazing things about you on Thursday night. Right. And normally wives don't tell the truth about their husbands. Yeah. They always make them look really bad. But... Well, yeah, it wouldn't have been hard to do five years ago, but right, I heard. But, but well, we heard the whole story, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know the whole deal. But the fact that you changed is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. So are you back now? No. Why not? Um, well, because I have a lease. I have a lease. Um, is it on? Oh. I have a lease. Um, in Orange County for a year, and I just moved out two months ago, so this is all very new. Um, so I ha we have to kind of figure it out. He Can't you sublease your place out there? I don't know. I, I, we're, this is just, as of just last Thursday, I forgave my mom, so this is just all really fresh and new. Oh, I, you went and talked to your mother uh -huh. after the meeting? Yeah. How did that go? Uh, she was like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I, I thought I felt an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and then I just started crying, and she didn't really understand. She was trying to think about things. Oh, that she understood. She was trying to think about things that maybe she was like, well, maybe I didn't apologize to you for this. And and I was like, no, it's really for everything. And she just let me talk, and I cried. And she's like, well, whatever helps you with this, you know, with yourself. I want to be supportive of you. But I don't think she was really taking ownership, but right. I, felt, I felt like a huge release. That's right. And then Friday... And Saturday, too, I was just, like, talk, calling Jason all throughout the day, like, crying, just feeling like a burden kind of has been lifted. Yes. So, and I, all new. And I will say it's the first time she let me talk and didn't have a, re, like, a, or an attack. Or, you know, this is the first time she's actually listened to what I've had to say. Nice. And like, oh, you know, I, I see that now. You know, I, it's the first time ever. I'm not, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, sometimes it takes 50 years before the wife come around. So at least she's waking up now. But don't relax. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised because she was so honest on Thursday night about herself. And whenever someone is honest about themselves, they can always over you start to overcome. And so I'm not surprised that things are better. I didn't know you were going to go home and deal with your mother, though. I did it the next day. I did it Friday. Nice. Yeah. Have you ever met her mother? 
Yes. Don't let her over to your house anymore. <laughs> All right? It's, they talk 10 times a day, so it's... it's but she got to stop it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Or she got to destroy your marriage and your kids and the cat and the dog and the paint on the house. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I work for her. Oh, my God. She, she owns um, an appraisal business. She's been doing it for 30 years. She's very successful and financially very successful. And so um, I started working for her about two years ago, um, training to get my appraisal license. Um, and I have about, I think it's like 3,500 hours. I have like 1,000 hours left to go before I'm licensed. And so I, I work with her every day. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to bring her back home right away. Somehow or another, you have to figure out how to get out at least. To be honest, I looked it up last night to see if you could pay, like, you know, lots of places have penalties where you could just pay the penalty. Oh, and, good. And it's worth it. it. Especially now that you guys are waking up and coming together in the right way, it's best to go down that road because if she's still around her mother any longer, she's going to fall back in that trap. So I will figure out how to do it. Try to sublease the place. Anybody looking for an apartment in Orange County? <laughs> <laughs> no, try to. Oh, there's a young lady that was looking for an apartment. She wasn't here Thursday night, but she want to move into an apartment. So we'll, I'll ask around for you. Thank you. Would you go back if someone can take your place? I, I don't know. I mean, it's been three days. So I'm just kind of really taking it all in and just really being aware. I done the silent prayer two times a day Friday, two times a day Saturday. I woke up this morning and I did it this morning. So That's right. I'm feeling really good and positive and at peace. And I don't know if I can make a, a decision. Like it's just, you know, this is like 14, 13 years in the making. So it's, I, I feel like I want to, but also I just don't want to make a bad decision. It's not a bad decision to go back to your husband. Yeah. It's a bad decision not to go back. What's the bad decision for you? Um, I, I think just being, uh, like, vulnerable. What does that mean? Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm used to, you know, like, the strong women in my life just, you know, keeping my guard up and staying, like, almost a, not aggressive, but just being confident and handling business. And it's just, it's really sometimes hard for me to, like, <laughs> let, like let that guard down and just have him you know kind of just respect him and take his lead and just like follow everything he does because I'm I'm scared that maybe he's going to lead us the wrong way or I'm going to get hurt or so you think you know better than him I know I don't know better than him <laughs> so why don't you just trust him I think because I trusted him so much in the past and he's hurt me so much so I'm still trying to heal from that oh lord where, where is the past? In the past. Where is that? It's behind me. Oh, that's a past in there? No. no, like, I mean, it's like, it's in my mind. It's where? It's in my mind. Thank you. So it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's an illusion. There is no past. Once you forgive, it's over with. And you won't even remember. Yeah, that's, um, that's interesting you say that because I forgave my dad um, like a long time ago. Yeah. And I really have to like 
think hard to remember That's the right. things that he's done to me. That was, I, I, I don't even remember a lot of it because well, I truly should, let go. That's how you should treat your husband. Forget about what happened. Everybody's in a fallen state. They're born in sin, right? Yeah. And so we do stupid stuff when we're in that condition. And if you want to be right, you got to be right and do right for this to work. So you can't be holding on to something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see my dad, so it makes it easier. I mean, with your husband. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I see him, like, all the time. So mm. it's harder. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You got to let go so he can guide you. Yeah. What? I thought you said you were married to a black guy. Oh, he's, he's black. Oh, he is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you were talking about how wonderful his life used to be and everything went easy, and I can barely see him. He looked white from here. <laughs> he's a light-skinned black. But you got to let go, you know, and I noticed that it's hard for women to let go of their ego. It's amazing. Like, it just. In the beginning, I, I was like completely let go. Like, I, I looked it up to him. I was like, you are my everything. Like, I followed his lead. But then I think when he was in the super fallen state, like, right. he, he, you know, did super fallen. Super fallen. <laughs> he did so much he wrong. Was a real so, slut maker, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's a true. Super slut maker. <laughs> Whatever the superest is, that's yeah. what he was. And so, I mean, he's truly changed. Like, yeah. and. I'm almost like in denial about how much he's changed. You know, it's, this is exactly what I wanted, yeah. you know, forever. And so it's, it's kind of now that it's here, I have to, I have to kind of go back to the where I was because of just being like back to being like vulnerable and trusting him and all of what that. What does vulnerable mean? I, you know what I mean? Like letting my guard down, like letting my guard down. You're not letting your guards down either. If you love what's right with all your yeah. heart, so it might. You're just living, and God is guiding you, and whatever he does would be on him, but you will be protected by God and because you're right, and you're doing the right thing, you're obeying your husband, and if he mess up, you'll be fine. I will say, you know, because you always talk about the thoughts, and yeah. she said on numerous occasions, everything will be going good, and she'll be happy, and then her mind will go, what are you doing, Jessica? He's this, yeah. he's that. And then she'll go, and then I'll come home one day, and it's, and like you said, the paint is, is coming off the walls. <laughs> it's interesting how it's all in the mind. It is an illusion. It's not even real. Everything you're going through or thinking about getting back with your husband is, is an illusion. It's based on something that doesn't exist, and Satan is just reminding you of it and making you feel that it's still happening. And he's taking away your faith in God and causing you to believe in Satan, in him. I don't want that. But when you doubt every thought, you say you don't want that? I don't want that. Yeah. So when you just let the thoughts go, and, and, and that's what it means to doubt every thought, you can't help but have faith in God. The only thing left is faith. But as long as you believe one thought, Satan is your daddy. So that's all you have to do is stay out of your head. And not worry about him, and you'll be fine. Is it hard to stay out of your head? Um, 
A, a little bit. And I think, too, because, um, like, my my family, like, my mom, my aunt, and, and you know, friends, a family, you know, they've kind of been through this journey with me in the beginning. And then when I left, everyone helped me, you know, financially to leave. And it was kind of like, All you know, be in the right huh? – be, <laughs> be in, the, like, the best – you know, you have to do the best thing, and if somebody has mistreated you, you, you shouldn't be in that situation. But, I mean, I've he mistreated me in the beginning. Did but you mistreat him? It, yeah, in the end, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you forgiven yourself of mistreating him? Um, I, I apologized to him Saturday, yesterday. Have you forgiven yourself of mistreating him? Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't said it out loud, but I, I think I do feel, I feel better doing the silent prayer, honestly. Right. Like, I feel like more calm. And so it's, I don't have um, judgment. I'm not like putting, judging myself as much as I was. You are, um, if you can forgive yourself, then you should be able to forgive him and forget about it. And you need to get away from all those women. They're going to, they're not going to let you go. Those are Satan's children. All yeah. these so-called strong women, her aunt, her mama, her mama cousin, right? The dog. Yeah. <laughs> All female. <laughs> you need to get away. And, and that's why God said when you get married, go away, far away from your family and start your own family, a new generation. Yeah. I mean, just driving out here, I'm on Life 360 with my mom and my stepdad and my brother. And... You on what? It's called Life 360. They can kind of see everywhere you're going on this what? app. They are watching you drive away? And they're like, my mom's like, what's the name of the church you're going to? Where are you going right now? <laughs> see, man, you got to cut that out. I, be, I tell her to get off. The, every time we go somewhere, her mom is like, where are you guys now? Where are you guys Whoa. now? And she means well. She no, means she well. <laughs> <laughs> she does not mean well. She, she's not that bad. She, she's really caring. Like, she's, uh -oh. she's a godly woman. I ain't that much love in the world. <laughs> Can I give you a most recent example? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a dog. A dog? She, a dog. And she wanted the dog to go to this this uh, dog train. Canine. This canine train. Training. And it was it was expensive. And she told me it was it was twelve hundred dollars and he goes for two weeks. And I resisted it. I didn't want to do it, but I I kind of looked at it as if I just give her the money, I don't have to listen to to a lot of stuff. Your wife or the mother? My wife. Oh, okay. And then so then she Later. so then she called me. Well, back. He, he, okay. To be honest, he wasn't going to the bathroom really. We moved, we'll so he's, he needs training. So but. so so then she, so then she calls me back and she says it's seventeen hundred dollars. And I said that's not happening. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And she, what's the difference? It's only five. I said I'm not doing it. I don't want him to go anyways. So that's that. I'm not doing it. So she calls her mom. And her mom goes, oh, I'll pay the difference. So then they abuse our dog while he's there. The first day home, he bites her in the hand. And I said, if you would have just listened to me and yeah. wouldn't have sent the dog to the place, you wouldn't have got bitten in our hand. Our That's dog right. wouldn't be traumatized. And, and everything would be different. I know. You got to get away from a mama today. <laughs> it's, 
it's easier to say that than to do that. I mean, there's so Why? many ties, like. So what? There's so many ties, like financially, and you know, the apartment, suffer and then, through it. then really suffer through with it. her. It's just. I just got text message that I got approved for the house, so I don't live with Mama anymore. By the way, it just came through. <laughs> oh yeah. So oh, now you approved you. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. So listen, in all honesty, I know we're joking about it, but you need to take your wife away from her family immediately. Immediately. It's not, it's unfortunate. I don't know if it's unfortunate, but you've got this other stuff going on. You have to suffer through that and go with your husband. And get rid of, cut mama off on the three-way ties. Immediately. What? I don't know. That just seems so hard. She doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah, I, no, I don't. Mama is evil. <laughs> but she lives with my grandma, and then, and then, well, she doesn't live with her. My grandma lives with her, and then, so because she, you know, Get she's wife, older, man. and then they live really? next door to my uncle, <laughs> that's right. and it's like a very tight family. I don't know. No, that's not a tight family. That's not what a tight family is. A tight family is free. Mama don't call you every day and have you on three-way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not a tight family. That's a dangerous family. Why can't you just take her home? You have your place today, right? Yeah, I got it today. Can you cut the phone off so that Mama don't see you anymore? <laughs> she's, got, she's got to do it. We were no, in Vegas. You have to do it. We were in Vegas, and her mom was like, "Why did you drive here at four? I was like, "Can you just turn that thing off for for one?" Let me have the phone. <laughs> Duh! Will you turn mama off? No, you gotta do it. Otherwise, you you're not gonna last with your husband this time either. The spirit of your mother is not gonna let it happen. Which is more important, your husband or your mother? Well, my kids, too. My kids are, and my husband. I mean, my, my kids and my family, this is like the most important thing are my kids. Which know? is most important, your husband or your mother? Oh, I, I guess my husband is more You're important. not sure? No, my husband's more important. You're more important. Yeah, you're more important. She's why like, don't you ask more him? more important, yeah. Why yeah. don't you ask him who's more important, me or his mom? Oh, your mother control you too? Not at all. Big time. I tell my I, <laughs> She's projecting. I tell my whole family how the cow eats the cabbage. I'm yeah. the leader of the family. Yeah. I'm the leader. They follow what I say. That is true. They do follow. I, my my uh, I moved out when I was 17. And nice. then the reason that everything, because me and my mom were constantly battling and she was trying to control me. Um, I have changed my mom a lot. Um, she doesn't, you know, and like me and my mom talk when we weren't living, when I wasn't living in there, yeah. we spoke once a week. Um, you know, we would try to have family dinners on Sundays. Um, but I, I have always been, been very strong. Well, she doesn't, none of them control me at all. Well, here's what I recommend. Then I got to move on. You go to her mother and tell her mother it's over that I'm cutting my wife off from you. From the grandma, from the aunt, from the cousin, all the women that are supposed to be so strong. And my wife cannot communicate with you for now. 
We haven't talked to you in 10 years. <laughs> All right? Her, her grandma's one of my favorite people in the world. Okay? Can we keep the grandma? Uh-uh. Grandma's a mess. <laughs> no, man. She's only your favorite because you haven't dealt with her right yet. But if you stand up to grandma, she'll shoot you. <laughs> but you got to go, and because your wife is not strong enough to do it, you're going to have to go do it. Isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can tell her. I mean, I can. No, you can't. <laughs> I, I can. Your mom is on your phone right now. <laughs> is she listening to this? <laughs> it's time to throw mama from the train. Isn't that right? Amen. Yeah. But you're going to have to do it. Your wife can't do it. She's too afraid. She doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Her mother's manipulating her. Can you do it? Yeah, I can. You can? Yeah. All right. And if she starts yelling at you, just say, hey, haven't you heard Black Lives Matter? <laughs> <laughs> then she'll be quiet. <laughs> She's not one of those. No. <laughs> But no, you're going to have to go over there and end it. And don't let your wife talk you out of it. And don't put it off. Maybe we could just do it and not tell them. <laughs> just move, move the, all the stuff out of the house and take her off 360 and just not have the conversation. But why would you want to tell her? That's what love is. If you love your mother, you'll be honest with her. You, you happy you came to church today? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy. But in all honesty, you're going to have to do it, man. She's not able to do it. And you're the husband, and you're the head of your wife, and it's your responsibility to, to bring her in. Because her mother's not going to release her. And take her off the three-way thing today. My aunt's on there, too. Yeah, take the aunt yeah, off. Yeah, my the, grandma. See that? All of them crazy. <laughs> right? Because she thinks these women are strong, independent women, but they're not. They just haven't had men to deal with them. They're all divorced. They yeah. all drink every night. But they're also all successful. They're all divorced. Making. They got money, but they're drunks. <laughs> with no husbands. Take your wife away. You want me to go with you? Actually, yeah, we can hang out. <laughs> no, but honestly, you got to do it, man, if you want to save your marriage. Especially now that you're your wife coming back, you're starting to realize and overcome. You can't let her stay around evil too long. They will destroy, they'll take over again. You'll lose your wife. Do you I think mean, they're going to come stronger now? Because I'm. So when now? It's going to feel stronger now? Absolutely. If you deal with your mother with perfect love, speak up. Take her off your phone. Tell her no more. You will get stronger. Both of you. And you will never be afraid again. And then you have a chance. How many kids do you guys have? Two. Yeah. They need to see that as well in you. Yeah. So you got a job to do today. Are you moving into your place today? Um, they're drafting the paperwork right oh, now, okay. so it'll be... Well, as soon as you move in, you need to bring your wife home. All right? And you need to go home. 
I highly recommend that. What? Okay. <laughs> it looks like he's sitting on pins. <laughs> what hurt? I think just leaving him was just took like eight months to do. You know, like it was just such a whole, like really the whole last year was just building up to leave. And we've said, we've, I mean, we fought for like seven months just straight. That's what everybody do in fallen states. That's why you're not supposed to do it the wrong way. No sex before marriage. Get to know each other. Don't move in until you're married and all that. Otherwise, you're going to go through that kind of hell. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Because you got married with Satan as your God and not God as your God, right? And so that's why you went through that. But it's over now. Now it's time to be right and do right and stop thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. And you'll have a brand new life. It'll be amazing. But you got to let it go. And I'm glad you're doing the silent prayer so you can eventually stay away from those thoughts. But you got to let it all go now that you're trying to do it the right way. Yeah. And God is with you, and it'll be fine. Okay. And you got to be right, not based on what he does or does not do, right? You be right because it's the right thing to do and the right way to be. Yeah. And trust your husband. Okay. This is why you're not supposed to marry an educated woman, right? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> She's like, ah, ah. I'm, I'm going to decline to answer. But. <laughs> but I would recommend you you take care of this soon. As soon as you move into your place, go and get your wife from her family. Otherwise, you're not going to get your wife. The mother is not going to let her go. And be honest and say, hey, no more. Stay away. I'm taking you off the three-way and stay away from my wife and my kids. All right? Are you going to do it? Yes. Okay. Don't let your wife talk you out of it. Because <laughs> I can hear her in the car now. <laughs> oh, let's wait. I actually can't wait, wait to do it, to be license? honest with you. I'm champing at the bed to do it. I can't oh, wait. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> nice. well, no, I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm not, her mom is not. It's not intentional. She, her mom is not like a like a mean person. She's not. Yes, she is. <laughs> no, she but, means those well. Those nice ones are the worst ones. Really. Wait until you stand up to her mother. Uh, you haven't seen hell yet. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you put on your face mask. Because the fire is going to come out of her mouth. Oh, you, she... She knows, because I used to say, your mom is, when in the beginning, your mom is so nice, and she would go, you don't, you don't know my mom. That's right. That's right. Look what but your mother, she is nice. Look, look, what her, look what she's done to her daughter. Her daughter is afraid of her. And that's not nice. That's not love. You're not supposed to be afraid of your parents. She's not a nice lady. So if I were you, uh, maybe you should take a security guard or someone. <laughs> Take uh, salmon with you. He'll protect you. <laughs> but in all honesty, you got to do it, man. Otherwise, you're going to lose your wife. And the mother's going to hate you for taking your wife away from her. Will but she that's get fine. over it? 
I'm sorry? Is she going to ever get over it? Because Christmas is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's up to her. It doesn't matter. Let her suffer and die. (laughs) You say you guys have a lot of money, right? She has a lot of money, right? Yeah, I mean. Are you on the wheel? Yeah, I actually have the legal trust to all, like not my brother, it's all me. Oh, good, we let her die. No. (laughs) Maybe she'll die before Christmas. Wouldn't that be be like a nice gift? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) I got him, but let her die. (laughs) Then you can quit real estate school. You want some water? I have some. Okay. Take a drink. Okay. <laughs> See how hard, that's not, it's not supposed to be that hard as an adult to leave your parents nope. or speak up to your parents. You're not supposed to hate them, and in that you have no fear when you love them in the right way. You're not supposed to be afraid of your parents. That's dumb. Right? Grown people are afraid of mama. Not even daddy, but mama. Any questions? No. Are you glad your husband's going to bring you home? Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good inside about it. Yeah. It's just, it's just con- like I feel like I'm kind of battling right now with it. Yeah. There's like pushback, but there, I feel like peace like about it, but then my head comes in real quick. Even while you're talking right now, it's like, no, 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 no. That's Satan talking to you. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mom's so what now? Mom's brainwashing. Yeah. Wow. Don't listen to Satan. You go home with your husband. All right? Okay. <clears throat> and tell Mama how the cow ate the cabbage. You want to get her on FaceTime right now? Let's deal with this. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, not right now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? No. Oh. <laughs> that would not be fun. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man, that would not be Okay, make sure you do that right away as soon as you can. All right? Not next year, not next week. As soon as you get your place, move into your place. What an amazing meeting, huh? No, no, I was just thinking about their situation. Yeah, what a mess, huh? Many years ago, when I first got married, right, Uh, my wife changed, right? Yeah. So so when they changed, she became a Christian, and I was non-Christian, and then she complained about money, lifestyle, everything else, where I got to the point where either you are the provider and she's my wife, and then you get to the point when I I say either that, you can go with them or because basically not only she was being a Christian, but also uh, their their mom and dad used to live a lot better than what I have. Yeah. So I say either that you can go with them, and that's it, and go on with your life, or this and this is what I got. Yeah. So therefore, you know, she decided to stay. 
but somewhere around the line, you do have to straightforward yeah. and stand by on your decision. So seeing like, like Dan, okay, she might be a mama's girl, and he might be a mama's boy, where they have to make a decision and figure yeah. out what they really want. That's right. Because basically, grandma, my mother-in-law, aunts, and all that, they can go to hell. Because basically, <laughs> they, can go, they can go to hell. That's right. Or, 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 or step on the side and, yeah. and, and start working on your own life. That's right. Because if that's what you want, and that's going to make you happy, and that's because the kids, and you love her and he loves him, I mean, nothing else should matter. That's got a right. job, she that's got right. a job. And live your own life and be happy ever after. Do the best that you can. I agree. So tell your mother-in-law to go to hell. <laughs> well, I mean, basic, basically, basically, what I try to say, they ain't paying my bills. That's right. They're not paying my rent. And now if she work with her mother or whatever, that's, that's her income. No, she got to stop, though. Oh, yeah, or whatever. No more working with but, mama. I mean, I wish you guys the best, and I hope you stand by for your decision. You know, well, the only reason she started, I told her, I said, if you're going to talk to me like this, you're going to have to take care of your own expenses. I'm not paying for all this stuff to come home and have you yeah. talking to me. Talk. I, I told her, I will give you anything that you want, anything yeah. that you need, anything you ask for. But if you no, can't I'll talk ever to do me, that again. It, well, it, what, what we need as a as You know what you need, not what, what you, you need, want. You know, right. um, but if, if you have to speak to me this way, then you have to do it yourself. Right so that's, that's when her mom gave her the, the, the job. Well, give it back to Mama. You're going to love this. Once you get through the rough time of this, it's going to be amazing. It really will. All right? All right. What? Nothing. <laughs> okay. It's, it's harder in the mind than it is in reality. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, and I think, too, there's just so much buildup for it. I mean, this is not just something that happened lightly. This has been years in the making of this. And um, I, I moved out before in 2014 um, and then for, like, a month and a half, and then I came back home because I just felt like it was the kids were too young. And then so this time around, everybody's like, but you can't go back this time. You can't go back to Jason. You can't go back. Why would you take uh – Advice from divorced drunk women. Why would you even listen? They have failed. Yeah. So why would you listen to failures? Well, because you're I, just going to become one of them. Yeah. And then you're going to become an old hag, and then you're going to be a drunk, and you, your mama, your grandma, your aunt, everybody going to be drunk at the house. <laughs> That's all going to happen. Yeah. You can't take advice from failed people. Yeah, I see maybe failed in, like, happiness and the truth. But I think it's it's kind of skewed because financially they're so successful. And they've made that from, like, they no man. They have all the money in the world, but inwardly they are miserable. It, it, yeah. And that's more important than the money. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. that's way So more let her have a job back. Get rid of her. Throw mama from the train, man. <laughs> Tell her, go to hell. <laughs> right here in front of you. <laughs> yes. I wanted to recite something that sort of ties into your biblical question oh, and, okay. and their situation. Absolutely. And uh, it's from the Old Covenant, Ecclesiastes chapter 728. While I was still searching but not finding, 
I found an upright man among a thousand, but not one upright woman among them all. See there, I rest my case. <laughs> not one, one good man amongst a thousand, but not one good woman at all. What the? So you got to deal with mama. All right? And she want you to. Really, once you break away from mama, you're going to have an amazing wife. She need you to help her. All right? Absolutely. Okay. Oh. Okay, let me get one. I want, Sam, you want to respond to the biblical question? And then I'll take the call. So, Samuel, when he said, out of a thousand, I'll get one of you, out of ten thousand, two of you. I don't know. Beta. (laughs) He can clean a car, but he doesn't know what that means. Okay. I haven't thought about it too much. Uh, Right on. To me, it seems a little, like, egotistical to think that, oh, I'm I'm chosen out of a lot of people. So that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask the young man behind you with the hair. And so, do you know what that means when God said, out of a thousand, I would choose one, out of ten thousand, two? Uh, you ever heard that before? No, I never heard that. Yeah. And did you know it was a biblical question? Uh, no. I didn't. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, okay. Do you want to respond to that? Um, I don't really have any thoughts. Oh, okay. I'm just taking it down. Any questions about anything? I did have a question about their situation. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder, is it, is it still possible to have a relationship with your family, even after the advice that you've, you've given them? It's possible, but it's going to be hard unless they change, too, because they're accustomed to controlling you and having fake family ships. You know how family are not honest with one another. Yeah. They show up and laugh and play, but they never tell the truth about situations that are happening in the homes. So when you wake up, because they're of evil, it's going to be hard for them to deal with that. I see. But if you don't have it, you'll be fine because you have perfect peace. It will be as though nothing is missing, and your spiritual family will become your family. I see. Those who have been truly born again of God. So do you not think it's important to keep that relationship with your family even if they're not walking the same path as you? That's a really good question, man. Very good question. Let me ask somebody else before I answer that. Because it's really a good question. Uh, In the back with the beard, what's your name? Hidalgo. Oh, that didn't help. (laughs) Is it important to keep a relationship with your family when you wake up? Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it should be like a primary thing that you should like worry about. It would just. It would just come together. You know, I, I forgave my mom. I forgave my dad. And um, I mean, I talk to them every once in a while, and they're they're fine with it. So is it important to keep a relationship with your family? I don't think it I don't think it should be like at the top of your list of it, it just comes. I mean, 
your parents will love you regardless, you know? Oh, no, they won't. <laughs> it must be like that in the Mexican world. It, it ain't be, like that in my be. world. Right. So is it important to keep a relationship with them? No. And why not? Um, because there's, there's only certain things that are, really nothing is that important, you know? I, that's what I feel. Oh, okay. I would say no because, you know, nothing's really that important. And things will always come together. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The guy right behind you. You had your hand, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Is it important to keep a relationship with your family once you wake up? Uh, it's important to let them go. And why? Because uh, you have to establish yourself in the world as your own, you know, as an adult. And then you can relate with them having done that as yeah. an adult. But if you just keep the relationship going, the status quo, then you're always the baby, right? So, okay. So, you know, there's this schmaltzy old saying, but if you love someone, you let them go. If they love you, you come back. That would be my take on it, right? You need to let the, fa you need to let the family get on with their life. And if you've got something that's really going to hold you together, that'll express itself naturally. It's not going to... You don't have to work at it, right? What do you th uh, Let me just say here first, and then I'll come to you guys. Duh, what do you say about that? I would say it's not important. Why not? Because ultimately I've forgiven my family and I do have to live my own life, um, whether they come around or not. I need and so to. have you let go of them? Because he want to know is it important to let them go, right? That was your question, right? You want to know if it's important to let the family go or to keep a relationship with them? I'm wondering if it's still possible. Oh, is it possible? Is it still possible? Oh, okay. Um, it is still possible. And how is it possible? Once I've forgiven them, as long as I'm only honest with them and I only deal with them out of, with honesty and respect as opposed to the way I used to deal with them with anger. That's the only way it'll be possible. And then it may not even be possible because they may not be willing to come around. But it could be possible. Um, let me take his hand in and then the young lady. Okay. Yes, sir. My ears are quiet. <clears throat> yes. Is it possible to keep a relationship with the family once you wake up? Uh, yes, it is. And why? How? Uh, with God's love. I'm sorry? With God's love. With who? God's love. Oh, okay. And uh, you told me when I was just waking up that um, I said, if my family doesn't come around, I'm just going to leave them. And you said, uh, you'll be the first Armenian because <laughs> that does that. Armenians don't leave families. And uh, I left them for a few years. I didn't even talk to them. They left me, actually. Yeah. And uh, once I woke truly uh, overcame my, you know, dark spirit. Now I'm able to tolerate them. Like, you know, I see them for who they are and how much they're suffering and stuff, but I don't want to control them. I don't want to change them. I don't care. And yeah. they, they know, and they actually now respect me, where they know that if they try to control me or they try to do what they used to do, I'll just leave them. Oh, okay. I told them, like... 
because okay. they didn't agree with our marriage in the beginning. And I told them, look, you don't have to be part of my family. In fact, I won't even allow you to see my children the way you are right now. Wow. And <laughs> You're not even allowed back into the country, Armenia. <laughs> and, um, the... and once they saw that I was serious, that I will literally cut them out of yeah. my life, and I'm willing to do that, yeah. that I don't care. I, lo I told them I love you. I will, I'll die for you. I'll take a bullet for you. You know, you, you're my mother. You're my father. I love you. I want to respect you, but you don't you respect me. you take a bullet me. for them? Sure. Are you a security guard? <laughs> what the? I'll I protect them. No bullet. No. No, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I told them I love you. I want you to be in my life. I want to be in your life. Uh, we help each other, whatever. But um, I, this is not the important thing. I found my true family. Yeah. And uh, it's my true father is God. And uh, my teacher is Jesus. And I'm following it. And if you guys don't like me talking about Jesus, you don't have to be around me. That's right. Yes, sir. Let me go really fast here. So this is so simple. Just all you do is seek the kingdom of God in his right way, and it'll all be provided to you. So whether you stay with your family or leave your family or all that, God will just make the way. That's it. So is it important to keep a relationship with him? Absolutely not. Is it possible? It's possible, but it, all you're doing is, all, well, I'll say in the first one, all I do is seek the kingdom of God, and if I have a relationship with my family, great. If I don't, Do you have great. a relationship with them? Uh, yes. They like you? I don't know. You have to ask them. What? You have to ask them. Oh, you don't know? No, I don't really care. Amazing. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, I would say it doesn't matter because once you're born again, you will treat them like anybody else. Like they, the way they have relationship with each other once you're born again, you, you won't have that relationship with that them. That's for sure. It'll be different. Yeah. You know, like you'll treat them like anybody else, and they'll be involved in all their family drama. And, that, and you won't be. Yeah. And, and if they ask you something, if you could do it, fine, you do it. If not, you won't. You treat them like anybody else because you're born again. And it just won't be that. It just, it's not important. It's, you're different. Yeah. You're different. It's not important to keep a, a relationship with them. If it happens, nice. If it doesn't, nice. But what's going to happen is once you are born again of God, they may not, they may still be of Satan, and the spirit in them will not be able to handle the spirit in you. So it might not work. And if it does, fine. If it doesn't, but 99.999% of the time, it won't work. And it's not that you're going to make it fall apart. They would, they would not be able to be around you. Because you won't be phony anymore, and they can't handle that. When I go to, to my family house, they don't like me. They don't like me at all. They'll try to tolerate me, but I can just feel the war happening, right? And as soon as I say one word, it's over. <laughs> it's over, but no. And, and because it's a spiritual thing, and if you're serving evil, they're serving good, it can't work. And then you try to get along with them. You go over the visit. And after a while, you feel like you don't belong there. They don't really like you, you know. You can tell it's all phony. And after a while, you just stop going over because you won't be able to relate to them anymore. You won't hate them. You will understand where they're coming from, but 
you won't agree with it. And so it'll be almost impossible. Now, in the sake of, uh, I don't have kids, but in the sake of someone that does have kids, yes. um, how, how does one explain that to their kids if you don't have a relationship? You say, well, you know what? Grandma is evil. <laughs> Cousin Joe is evil. They don't like me. I don't like them. You can't go around them. How about that? <laughs> I, I, I just struggle with it because I always grew up with being taught that families. I know. I was taught the same thing. And so, um, you know, I understand that. I understand why you want to separate yourself. Like, you continue, Mike, for me. Um, but I also feel like, as a Christian, you want to lead by example, right? And you want to always show unconditional love. Right. So how can you show unconditional love if you cut someone off of your life completely? By not resenting Even if them? they don't uh, believe the same beliefs that you have. Right. By not resenting them uh-huh. and not putting up with the crap. Yeah, I totally get that. But you can still have a relationship with them. They're not going to want one them. with you. Who's to say that, though? Because the dark and the light doesn't get along. But it doesn't it, agree. But wouldn't showing that unconditional love uh, help them to, to, no. to change? No. No. I wish Why that, not? Maybe I wish that were true, but because it's about the spirit, good and evil, and their evil spirit in them not going to agree with the good spirit that's in you, the spirit of God. It's just not going to work. So you don't think that the Spirit of God within you could help you change their mind? Only for those who are seeking. If, you, if there are those in the family who are seeking mm-hmm. and they should see you, they'll start questioning things. Well, how did you change? Or what happened? You'll be able to help them, but most of them won't. So then wouldn't you agree that it isn't a bad thing to stay in a relationship with them? I mean, if you want to go around, it's up to you. But don't try to force it to happen. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, if, naturally. If you, absolutely. But once you're born again, it's going to be difficult. But I, I just feel like the idea of just completely cutting them off just not eliminates any chance. Right. You're them, not like cutting them off them. because you're mad or because you hate them or anything yeah. like that. You're cutting them off because you see the dark and the light will not get along. Like her mother is not going to let her go. Mm-hmm. And so she's married. She started her own family now. And mama is not going to let her go. She got to get away from mama. She got to, I got to go. Sorry about it. But at some point, can she come back to her mother? If it happens, fine, but I wouldn't rely on that. I would, I would just live in the moment. And if it works out where mama is overcome and it's okay, then it'd be fine. But I wouldn't plan on that. Because I also, you know, I've, I've you know seen situations where where you say um, people that don't have a relationship with their father are longing for that relationship, right? Right, and then it you're it, not it ends you're not longing for you're not longing for a relationship with your father. You're longing to return to the father, meaning uh-huh. don't resent your earthly father because he yeah, represents yeah. God. He's the son of God, and through him you can return to God. That doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship with your father. Oh, uh-huh. it may happen. It might not. But that, that's not what it's for. It's just you cannot resent your father if you want to return yeah, yeah, yeah. to God because he represents 
the Son of God. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship. Okay, I see. That makes sense? Yeah. yeah. yeah makes Good question, sense. man. Because a lot of people think, oh, I want to have a relationship. No, you don't. You want to not resent your father so that God can forgive you and make you whole again, fulfill you. And if it works out where you hang out together, that's fine. But once you're born again, too, you're going to have to be, you're going to be yourself. They're not going to like that. The family won't like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Let me take here. Oh, I'm, Doug, let me take here first and then Doug. Yes, sir. I used to be, my family liked me, but they don't like me. And I can tell they like me, but they don't like me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because I like them and don't like them either. <laughs> Meaning that if I can't be myself around them, I don't want to be around them. Because it's a waste of time. Who want to just sit around and talk about dumb stuff, you know? And eat a lot of food. <laughs> you know that people, say children eat a lot of food. <laughs> Everybody fat. <clears throat> and, who, and you get to a point where that talk doesn't even make sense anymore. It's not about anything. And then if you want to talk about real stuff, they don't like that at all. That's the last thing they want to hear. So you won't be able to really work with them. And it's going to be hard to be a fake with them. Another reason why I ask that is because, um, you know, I look, I look up to my dad. Um, yeah. My dad is, is, is a man of God. He's very, very religious. And um, I've seen how over the years he's, he's been able to change his brothers by leading by example, even though they didn't believe in the same things that he did or they didn't um, see eye to eye with him. Right. And over time, he just kept, telling him the word of God, kept telling him the truth, kept telling him. You changed him from what to what? Um, from just not being God-fearing men to, you know, to become Christians, to seeking the word of God. And it didn't happen overnight. It took, took years, but I've seen the change. And so that's why I brought up the question is because I well, look at my dad as, 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 a, as a good example for me, and I see what he's done, and I see that that yeah. it works. But there are two types of Christians, those who truly have been born again of God uh -huh. and those who have not. Mm -hmm. They know the Bible. They went down to the front of the church and accepted Jesus, but they still sin. They yeah. still pretend. They don't, they're not really honest with one another. They have no love. That kind of stuff don't really change you. You know, you can find people going along with that just to get along, but they don't really change. So I have to talk to your father to find out what really happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't know myself if they've really fully changed. Right. It's just from what That's I've right. seen. So. Well, once you overcome your fallen state, you'll find yourself dealing with them, you'll see if they truly change. Okay. Because if the heart has not changed, there is no change. Gotcha. All right. Yes, sir. In relation to that, Jesus said when you're called that you don't even have time to go back to say goodbye to your kids, that you have to go forward with the calling when you're reborn again. And so also in the Bible, uh, we're, not to, we're not to take disputes to non-believers, even if they're family. So right. we have to keep it within the brotherhood. And so what's happening is a lot of people...
think that or they feel that their blood relationship is more important than their spiritual relationships. That's and why God they, said that your spiritual family will become your real family. And uh, when you do get married, <clears throat> go away from your family. Yep. Fur away and so you can start a new generation. Yep. He's trying to start a new generation of love and not of hate. Exactly. And if your family, your blood family, hasn't been born again, then they're not your family anymore. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not something that you make happen. It happened naturally. All right? Yes, Doug. And then the phone. I'm coming. That's why I saw your hand, too. Okay. All right. Oh, you thought about it. I was washing my hands. You were washing your hands? Yeah. And it came to you? Yeah. Amazing. Isn't it? Getting baptized. Okay. Oh, duh. What's wrong with cutting people off? I mean, even before we become born again or when we're in our fallen state, we cut people off all the time. When you're emotional, it's hard to do it. But once you overcome that, it's easy to do. Well, we, I'm saying we do it before I, was, before I be, was, had overcome anything. I could cut people off. They did me wrong. They were done. I was done with them. Yeah. So That's we cut people so off. We cut people off all the time. He mean, I'm just saying. That, that ain't love. <laughs> no, but you're right. Yes. Okay, Samuel in Washington has a testimony about forgiving. Samuel. Welcome to Terry Samuel. Samuel. Hey, Hello? Sa- hey, Samuel, welcome to church. Oh, man, I'm so happy to call. How you doing, man? All is well, sir. Uh, I just wanted to say you, you are absolutely right about uh, our thoughts being Satan. It's like it's so blatant. It's amazing. Um, amazing. I kind of came amazing. to forgiving my mom naturally. <clears throat> and and she had like, I don't know, going to withhold details like for to respect her, but because she's going to watch this, but. But her dad... She's going to watch her, this? I mean, this is like the exact worst. Did she say you know. she's going to watch it? What's your mama's name? <laughs> uh, Kathy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, her, her dad her dad raped her for years, and her sisters too. And so forgiving for her is, you know, it's tough for her to hear that. My dad was like, I was listening to you talk about, like, oh, passion and romance. Man, <laughs> that was him 100%. And yeah. and he he's, like, one of the angriest guys I've ever known. And so I had anger bad. Like, when he came home from work and I was, like, five, he would just, like, yell at me to stop talking and stuff, you know? And uh, Have you asked him why yeah, he treated it, it you that way? Anger. You are right. I've I've tried to forgive him too. Um, I I forgave him, uh, but but I realized that I, all I did the first time I forgave him was apologize for hating him. And as soon as I got into the stuff of like trying to explain to him why his and my mom's marriage didn't work and all that, and just try to be honest, he just blew up again like nothing happened, just like before. Yeah. Well, just. Stay away from him. Don't hate him, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a lot of pot 
for a long time, and so that definitely pothead. interrupted my connection with Everybody God. Everybody on pothead. Okay. <laughs> well, I got to run, but thank you, man. Call me on the show, all right, on my radio show. All right. Have a great church. You Bye, too. guys. Thank you, buddy. Um, let me take Samuel. I do have other callers, too. Okay. James always like to yell at me. <laughs> Where's my black privilege? <laughs> what the? Okay. All right, so what's the biblical question again? <laughs> I thought you were washing in the water. <laughs> out of a thousand, I would choose one. Out of ten thousand, two. All right. I just wanted for it to be repeated so people can know. Um. <laughs> All right, so nice. what, I, what I was thinking is that at first, I said it's kind of egotistical to think that you're, you're chosen out of uh, a thousand or two thousand, but um, then I thought about it more, and it's it's true. It's true because what I hear from people that call in and testimonies, it's so hard to admit that you're wrong yeah. when you're in the fallen state, yeah. and it's so hard to to forgive those that have hurt you. So not everybody is willing to do that. So that's why God chooses just a, a few to come in t- to see that and come into the light and then be born again and live life and, you know, seeking God and all that. So that's what I, I think is... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. It's the forgiveness part of it. I'll put my two cents in in a minute. Nice. Um, is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? My name's Rob. Rob, how did you find out about us? Um, I've seen you interviewed a few times on YouTube, and I've seen uh, you sit in with some podcasters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any questions for me or disagreements or anything? Um, in relation to letting people go, uh, I have children that are in their late 20s. Yes. And um, they are uh, very much... Uh, I guess I would have to say in a fallen state. Yes. And I understand that a lot of it was my fault because of the way I probably, all of it is, I don't know how much of it, but a lot of it is my fault. Right. And I feel a separation from them when I try to explain uh, how I've come to God and and my, my new beliefs to them. And it's very hard for them to to come to grips with it and uh so i'm having some trouble uh reconciling the the distance that's happening between us and and also the regret that i have because of the way i raised them yeah and uh yeah so it's all very interesting this talk about are they adults now yes and so you've gone to them and say hey i was wrong the way i raised you yes i was wrong you have to let them go then. Yes. And don't, as I was saying to the young lady, don't think in your head about it because Satan will make you have regrets. Mm-hmm. He will make you feel emotional about it. And you will find yourself doing things to try to pull them back in in the wrong way. And they'll take advantage of you. They will end up destroying you. Once you forgive, that's all you need to do. Once you apologize for being wrong, in your case, that's all you can do. And, and if they don't want to accept it, just let them suffer and die. You know, don't, because no one has any right to judge anyone. 
And if they're adults, they don't have a right to be judging you once you went and apologized. Would be it wrong? It's up to them. I I understand what you're saying, and uh, but stay out of your head about it, though. It's difficult. You're you're right. It's 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 uh, it's difficult to stay out of my head, and yeah. I'll, and um, I'll pray. And are you doing the silent prayer that video? Not yet. You know about it? No. Oh, okay, on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. silentprayer.video, and uh, you start doing that so God can bring you out of the, dark, the darkness of your imagination. Mm. One thing about, you know, once you overcome the darkness of your imagination, the rest is easy. You see how to live. You really do. You don't need someone to tell you how to live. He will guide you. It would just start happening automatically. So do the silentprayer.video. I'll give you a little card over that has it on there so you don't forget. And once you do that, God will bring you out of the thoughts. And that way you just wish your kids well. And if they one day call you up to say, I'm sorry for resenting you, that'll be nice. If not, you'll have peace. Okay. Thank but you. it doesn't make sense for you to try to do anything else because they'll take advantage of you. They will see it as a weakness. Have you ever told a woman, I love you? And then she's like, no, you don't. You're like, I do love you. No, you don't. The more you tell her, the less she believes it, right? And then eventually she'll draw you in and kill you. Yeah. Because you're trying to prove to her that you love her. Don't try to prove anything to anyone. Because mm-hmm. they see it as a weakness. I understand. I, I, I guess I feel I've been drawn to, um, to witness to them because I see the acceleration of the division of of evil and and good accelerating in the, the the society and i'm i'm afraid and i'm and they're my children and so i oh, have these emotions they're grown right they're adults that's correct right and so you're afraid of what i'm afraid of them not being saved before the end before the end and why are you afraid of that i guess i feel guilty for not helping them see God at an, in an earlier time of their life. But you should, you went to them and apologized for being wrong. Am I right? Yes. That's all you need to do. You can't save them. And so to be afraid that they're going to fall into a ditch, you're playing God. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't play God. Let God's will be done, not yours. And you don't know, they may suffer really badly and then cry out to God. But if you're in the way, you could stop that from happening by being in the way between the, them and God. So you need to back off and just go become a living example. Start living your life, speaking up, staying out of your head. And they may see that, and that could inspire them to look, to forgive. Okay. And so if they get caught up in the world, they just have to suffer. That's how I do with my, my son and my grandkids. And they don't want to hear fine. And when they come to me complaining, I'm like, I told you. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel anything about it because you can't change someone. You can't change. You can't even change yourself. Only God can do that. So let it go. What? I don't know. It's 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 hard. It's emotional. It's, it's it, hard. It, it's, it's difficult. But yes, you're right. And I, and, I, and I have to do that. Yeah. Have you, your mother still living? Yes. 
you need to go and forgive your mother so it don't be difficult. Because any man that has emotion like that is a woman. So you haven't overcome your mother yet. Okay. And then once you, and don't, don't apologize to your mom. Mom, I'm sorry that I used to cuss at you or whatever, right? You couldn't help yourself because she recreated you in her image. What you're sorry for is resenting her for the way she is. You're judging her. You couldn't help it, right? So I'm sorry for judging you. And then God will forgive you, and you'll be free. You can overcome the spirit of mama and return to the father. That's why God said one day he's going to return the kids to the father, the father to the children, and you must be born again. So you're born of your mother, so you have mama's nature. Now you be born of God, you have his nature, his nature, and you'll be fine. And all that emotional crap will disappear. Okay. Because you shouldn't be feeling that way at all. It's just that you still have your mother's identity. Have you heard me say, go and forgive mama? I, I don't remember hearing that. You, you never heard me say that? I'm, I'm very new to, to your stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you a Christian? I'm, I've, given my, uh, I've given my soul to Christ very recently. And how did you do that? I accepted Jesus as my Savior and started listening to the teachings and trying to apply them to my life. Oh, you got to go to mama. <laughs> that didn't work. I have to, I have to go, I have to get a, I have to get a COVID test because she's in a home and, and oh. yeah. But Can you, you call on the phone or FaceTimer? Yeah. FaceTimer. Because you want to be looking at her when you deal with her. Just say, hey mom, before you die of the Chinese virus, <laughs> I'm sorry for resenting you. Okay. You were a bitch, and I hated you. I told my cousin. <laughs> I like that word for some reason. I don't know why all of a sudden I like that word. It seemed to say everything. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem to say everything. My, my cousin lost told me, I heard you. My cousin told me, I heard you call my wife a bitch. I'm like, she is a bitch. <laughs> and you know it. And I know it. Everybody knows it. He just started laughing. I'm like, what the? But you got to get to your mother on FaceTime and just say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you for the way you treated me or turning me away from my father. Get to see for yourself what she did that you didn't like and forgive her. And then forgive your father for not protecting you from her. Then you'll be born again. You're not born again just by accepting Jesus. Because if you were born again of God, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel guilty about what has happened with your, son, with your mm -hmm. kids. You wouldn't be trying to get them saved and all that, right? Yeah. It's just that you're emotional, and that comes from your mother. So you must be born of the Spirit. Okay. That makes sense? It makes sense. Yeah. I'm very new to all this. Yeah. I... I, I I, I walked away from Catholicism when I was 12 years old. Yeah. And um, just the last year, I've been trying to come to a new understanding of, of God. Right on. So now, forgive. God will forgive you. Forgive your father for not protecting you, and you'll be fine. Then you can deal with your kids in the right way. All right? Okay. But going down to the front of the church and accepting Jesus and studying the Bible, not going to do it. It's in your heart. The word of God is within you. Everything you're looking for is there. So look within. All right? All right. Any questions about that?
No, no, no question. Any other question about anything? I'll formulate them and, and come back to you. I, I can't think of any right now, but I know I have questions. But. Do you disagree with anything I've said so far? No. Good. Well, do decide the prayer. Doug, give him one of those little things that's it. Oh, Gerald has one for you. So you need to quiet down, right? So God can catch up with you and separate you from the darkness of your imagination, your thoughts. All right? Okay. And then you'll be fine. You'll see your way. All right. But other than that, you have to let your kids suffer. You can't, nothing you can do about it. You warn them, hey, you need to forgive me because I was wrong, but you need, you're wrong for hating me. And if they don't do it, they say, okay, go suffer and die. And don't give them any money. Not have you been giving them your money? I don't have enough money to give to them. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad you broke. Because <laughs> you try to buy them, you know, you try to please them. And that's the worst thing to do. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah. Okay, James, a phone call. And then, okay. Hey, Julia. Welcome to church. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Um, how about how you Jesse? Doing, Ms. Peterson? Uh, all is well, buddy. Go ahead. All is well. No doubt. Hey, um, I just wanted to call um, I, and let you know that um, I've been doing what you said, um, and I went and spoke with my father. I've called you um, a couple, uh, probably like two to three weeks ago, and I told you that I've uh, spoken to my mother. Um, I actually... Come a little closer uh, to your phone, buddy. Can you hear me? No, I can't, yeah. Speak up. Stay close to the phone. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. All right, so I had went to my mother. I forgave her, talked to her. Uh, I told you about it, and then um, one of the things, it was kind of hard for me to uh, go to my father and speak to him about, um, well, it was just hard for me to go to him to, to talk to him. But I did I did build up the courage to do so. Yeah. So when I went to him, you know, I told him, you know, you know, I've spoken to my mother. You know, I understand that you guys, you know, like weren't, you weren't, I mean, you, uh, you didn't know what you were doing pretty much and stuff. Uh, we talked about quite a few things, and like it went to before, um, we started having a disagreement. But then I told him, like, hey, Dad, this is not about you. This is about me and how I can move forward with my life. Yeah. And um, he began to listen to me, and I told him about a lot of things, you know, and I asked him, like, hey, what happened with you? Why weren't you around? What, what was going on with you? And then he told me, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to be with your mother. Your mother didn't want to be with me and, and, the, whole, and the whole lot of things, right. you know, to the point where, you know, I started telling him about some things that affected my life in a way that has made, uh, led my life in the direction that it has. And just opening, to, opening up to him about, like, a lot of things that has happened to me and things that I've gone through that he had no idea about. So last time I told you, he was like, and when I tried talking to him before, he was like, oh, you cry, baby, and stuff, right? Man, he was crying. He was, like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> he was like, man, like, I did not know these things. Like, you know, like, wow, you know. 
because over, like I, I said before, you know, I, I was taking care of him for years, for about four or five years and stuff, you know, just because uh, he's on dialysis. Um, he has to get the blood transfusions, and he has diabetes. He's on dialysis. He has a few other things that is wrong with him, you know. And so I'm telling him, like, you know, like, I am pretty much, he has, like, eight kids. And I'm like, I'm Whoa. the only I'm one that's that been that. here. You know, just tell him that's when, uh, that, that was before I actually got to talk to him this time. So how are you doing now? I feel I feel a lot better, you know, after our differences. Yes. I started talking about the Great White Hope, and he got all mad and stuff. So I had to yeah, do it. and then tell him about, like, what I was really <laughs> there for. Yeah. Because my dad is a beta male, and he definitely believes <laughs> in um, racism. He was like, oh, uh, you know, like, Jalo, I'm not a racist. He's like, Ja, I'm not a racist. You know, but the things that has happened from what he experienced, you know, like uh, from him and his father, Kuka Klan and all the bullshit, you know. I'm sorry about that. Millennial. Um, Millennial. All that stuff, you know. So, like, all, all throughout my life, he's like, oh, you got to think like this, look like this. But in my life, I experienced, Second like, language. you know, like this guy said, Thelonious uh, Monk, I believe, you know, every time somebody tried to tell me, why a white person is this way, a white person come along and show me that that is not true. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't up to, well, anyway, Let my me dad say this. that. Uh, because I got to run, run out of time, do the silent yep. prayer and, and just live your life now. And if it works out with you and your father, that's fine. As long as you don't hate him, you'll be fine. Yeah, it, it was easier to go to my mother than it was my father. Yeah. You know, but w- what I'm pretty much calling you about and stuff, you know, like after I, I I went and forgave my mother, I went and talked to him and forgave my father, and a lot of things that I talk uh, that I, you know, I try to think about, like, you know, things that happened in the past between my mother and my father. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I can't even, like right now, I can't even, like, them things don't even come into my head right now. You know, ever since I forgave them, them things don't come into my head, and then when I try to pressure it, like, to think of why I felt the way that I did in them times, you know, I, I can't allow myself to, to dwell on those yeah. things. I can't even go back to them. and then, But I still have anger, you know, because I, I love the Great White Hope, and there's a lot of things about that and stuff, and our, <laughs> I love our country. You know, you helped me to definitely fulfill that. I've always loved all my life. But right now, as a 31-year-old man and stuff, I love my country more than ever. I love God more than ever, and I love you definitely and stuff. Um, I have one one last question. Yes. Uh, why doesn't racism exist? Because our battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong. So you have evil people. You have people on the side of good, of God. And so it's spiritual. It's not physical. And uh, God said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and, and high places. So it's spiritual. It's just that the children of the lie can't see that because they have anger and they don't realize it's about the spirit and not about the physical. I still see that the children of the lie cannot, you know, like they're living under that glass ceiling that yeah. you were talking about uh, last week, I believe. Um, they're living under that, and I don't, like, we already have, you know, people already discriminate, you know, prejudice is already there. Why do we have to have racism, you know, and from what I've experienced, 
most people can't even tell Julia. you what racism is. You know, there's like Julia. five different things that they say. You know, and I'm tell like, him if, tell, if you can't say tell, exactly tell what Nick it is, tell like, Julia we'll talk. A majority tell of people call me on the show. <laughs> Julia, call me on the radio show. I've got to end the meeting. All right. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Amazing. Let me do this because. It... Yes, ma'am. And then I'm down to try to end this. And because I said we're going to end on time. No, don't make a liar out of me. <laughs> yes. I just had, I had a thought about the biblical question. Okay. Uh, so out of said... one, I would choose a thousand yeah. out of two, two. Yeah. Out of 10,000, two. Yeah, so it should have been 10 out of 10,000, but he said 2 out of 10,000. So to me, what he's, what's It should have co- been 10? Well, if, you, <laughs> if it's 1 out of 1,000, then it should be 10 out of 10,000, unless he's making a point that maybe the Maybe he didn't know how to add. I know. He, maybe he was bad at God math. God didn't but know how to add. So. <laughs> well, this is my thought, that the more people congregate together, the more wicked they become, because we're social creatures. And so as we congregate together in bigger and bigger groups, like wicked cities like Los Angeles. You, people are Los influenced Angeles, by each other. Yeah, I know. There was That's a Trump parade on coming down 405 today on my way here. Buy the land in L.A. Why the children of the law running away in fear? They leave a lot of empty apartment buildings for sale. Yeah. Interest rate is like low, 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 low. So let them run. You buy the land <clears throat> and they will take back our government and then when they come back, because they will come back, we'll own the land. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. make sure you don't freak out. Buy the land. Instead of worried about your kids, buy the land. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my point was just that the more people congregate together, the more they influence each other, the more they worry about looking good in the eyes of other people instead of looking good in the eyes of God. And, and so it, when you have a, a huge group of people, it's even harder to find... Uh, you know, decent, God-fearing people. So he should have said ten rather than two. Well, if the if the point was just it's rare, but I don't think that was only that that was the only point. I think there was a point in the greater the group of people that it becomes even more rare. Why do you yeah. think that's the point? Uh, why do I think that's the that, point? That's what this means. Um, because I think uh, because I don't think he was just doing math wrong. They didn't, have a, <laughs> they didn't have a cell phone with a calculator. He wasn't, wasn't just saying one out of a 1,000. He was saying if it's 10,000, it's even less. It's even a lesser percent. Yeah. Of, the of, reason for it is because it's not easy being born again of God. Uh, uh, the heart is so wicked, and the ego, which is of Satan, is so serious. It's hard for people to... to uh, completely let go and be born of God. Even when they hear the truth and when they go and forgive, people are still going to hold on to that anger because they're still believing the lie of Satan. And then the, the two out of the 10,000, it's going to be like uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Remember, he could only find one that was that ho- She was holy enough so that he can come through her. It's hard to find people like that. It really is. I notice with the, the people that I work with, they all have the right words. They do decide the prayer sometimes. But still, they, 
you can see that they have not been truly born again of God. And you can see it in their actions. They'll say, oh, I've been born again. I can see. I forgave my mama. I forgave my daddy. And as soon as one little thing happened, one little situation happened, they're gone. They have overreacted to that situation, not realizing that Satan is feeding their mind, minds again, right? And it's hard to find people who have been truly born again of God. And that's why I always say that when you hear people say, oh, they died, they went to heaven. They don't know what they're talking about. Really. Because the heart is really wicked, and it's hard for people to really, really overcome that, to truly be born again of God. And you can tell this in your own life. You can go forgive mama. You can go forgive daddy. And then you'll feel better. But <clears throat> when a situation comes, you find yourself overreacting. You blame the person, you hate the person, you talk about the person when it's really you and not the person. And if you were truly born again of God, you would know that, and no one or nothing could offend you because you'll be able to see that even if they're wrong, you know that they can't help themselves. It's the spirit in them. But most people are not like that. Just watch the people around you that do the silent prayer. They're a mess. <laughs> They're like a mess. I'm like, what the? It's hard. I, and I often wonder, like for me, it just happened out of nowhere. Right? I, didn't understand, I didn't know that was going to happen. So it happened, and it just really helped me over the years. And I have no anger. I hold no grudges against anyone. I speak my mind. But I, if you like it, fine. If you don't, fine. I'm not trying to hurt you or not hurt you. But the average person can't handle that. They get mad. They, it's a mess. And you just have to look at them and, and shake your head. You're thinking, don't they know you're not? Once you're born again of God, it's impossible to overreact to situations. Because he's with you, and he is allowing you to see these situations before they overtake you, and you're able to overcome anything. And that's how you you know you're with the Father because you used to overreact to things. You, you took it personally when people say things about you, if they lie on you, if they gossip about you, whatever. But once you truly are born again of God, none of those things matter. It's like he put a bubble around you, and you can't, cannot hold anything against anyone. You, cannot, you can't overreact because you can see. And so it's hard to find people like that. He called a lot of people, like a lot of people go and forgive mama, right? But only one or two truly live it, truly believe it. Because Satan come back and get them. And they don't realize that they are in their head. The fact that you sit, you would sit there and think negatively of someone. Satan got you. That's not from God. Do you understand that? When you are a son or a daughter of God, you wish everybody well. You pray for them by wishing them well. You're not going to sit there and say, oh, that's no good. I thought they were born again. <laughs> and if people don't want to listen to your advice, you just wish them well. And then they have to suffer. And maybe in suffering, they'll wake up. But So that's why I said it. It's hard for people to truly let go and let God and be born again. It, it ain't what... It, it's amazing. Amazing. 
right? <laughs> That's right. It's truly. And so I want you guys and ladies to watch yourself. If you have fear about anything, if you have doubt, if you have worries, if you overreact to someone, if you, if you see another person that's truly not born again of God and you judge them, you can't judge. You know what I'm saying? You look down on them because you see a weakness in them. You can't judge them. You won't, it's not in your nature anymore. So that's what it means. Only a few. Out of a thousand, one. All right? That makes sense a little bit? Yeah. I want to do this. Uh, what do I want to do? Is this your first time here? Oh, and then I got to end. I know, and then we'll talk. Okay. All right. What's your name, buddy? Zahar. And how did you find out about us? Um, uh, my, my friend had, because the, the things that I was starting to tell my friends, he had seen what I was saying. Yes. And then he listened to you, and he told me to start listening to you. And, uh, yeah, that's how I found out about it. Good, man. Uh, any questions or disagreement about anything? Uh, no, I don't, um, I don't, I don't disagree about anything, but, uh, I, I, I do relate with a lot of stuff that you're talking about. Like, uh, I, I've started to lose a lot of friends. Yeah. And uh, I can't even, you know, I can't even work. Like, I, I'm a writer. I do my own illustrations and stuff. And I can't even do writing for studios because they want me to write all this crap in the, yeah. like, that I don't, that, because when I write, I just want to write, you know, stories of good receival. I don't, I don't want to uh, write subliminal messages yeah. that will destroy people, like propaganda. I mean, I'm, I'm from Russia, and so, uh, like, my father and their family, they told me about the Soviet Union and all that, and uh, I started losing a lot of friends because I keep telling, like, this portal, this, like, BLM and all that, I keep telling them that this is a terrorist organization, and I keep telling them that that fist that everyone is drawing, you know, yeah, Hollywood looks like trash, um, and I keep telling them that, that that's a that's communist propaganda. Yeah. And and if you if you look at a lot of the civil rights movement, all that it's always hijacked by communism, by Marxism. Yeah. And um, absolutely. And uh, so they you know they just call me a racist. They say I'm a white supremacist. All, all these things. They call me a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the white supremacists must love you, Jesse. Yeah, you're one of them. I'm like, wow, I finally made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have white privilege all over the place. No, but see, uh, that that uh, that's actually another another problem that I have. Um, so I I do have to deal deal with my anger. Um, I'm I'm still mad at my father, for, but he's he's dead. Uh, he had died two years ago, and um, so. You know, all these friends that I've lost, to keep the, the reason I got into these arguments with them is because they would tell me I have white privilege. And, I, I mean, they know my life, and yeah. I haven't had, like, I, I grew up in an uh, integrated neighborhood. I was the only white person, MS neighborhood. I, I used to get, like, called a Nazi just for being white. My mom used to not like me going out because I would get beat up by all the Mexican kids, you know, yeah. just for being white. So and now then, you hate the Mexicans? I, 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 I used to. I like, yeah, no, no, I used uh, from. I went to do to do a radio show the other day. Have Nick to come in here tell the story better. And this guy that was working the board, he heard me my interview and he was like, "Man, a white guy." He was like, 
I'm like, and so I saw that he was mad. I was like, so I asked, this guy, remember the guy, what happened with that guy? Yeah, um, he was the, like, audio guy. He was setting it all up, but you could tell when you came in, well, you, he had two little dogs, right? And yeah, you, when I walked in, he, <laughs> he had two dogs, and they let the dogs come near me. I'm like, get that dog away from me. <laughs> Don't let your dog lick on me. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty much right from the get-go, he was kind of like in a bad mood. I'm like, can I yeah. feel him? Like, no, who told you that that could even happen? I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, man. But anyways, you could tell that he had faces. He so I was saying Black Lives Matter is a radical, fat, black, lesbian organization. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying no such thing as uh, racism and all that crap, but just spiritual. And he was going through all kind of emotions while the, the interviewer was talking to me. So afterward, I said, you disagree with anything I say, buddy? Said, I don't agree with anything you said. He like, I grew up in a black community, and black people used to beat me all the time. I'm like, now you love him, right? He hate what he love. I mean, love what he hate. But he couldn't handle it, but you just don't hold anything against them. They can't help it. Well, that's why I was telling him. I, I actually had to fight an acquaintance like, through a friend because he was part, he's part of BLM. Yeah. And I and he he kept saying that I'm um, degrading his people, and I said you don't have a people, you are yourself, you yeah, are an right. individual. Yeah. And I said you ha I said you act like a slave, like a slave mentality person. Amazing. And and then and then he started like he started yelling, and I'm not yelling. I just I mean, and then we started fighting. I mean, over nothing really. Yeah. Because he's he has so much propaganda in his head. How he old are you? So I'm 21. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing, man. Listen, here's what I recommend. Do the, are you doing the silent prayer dot video? No. Okay, do that. Start doing that so God can bring you out of your imagination. Yeah. And then forgive your mother. You heard me say that. Yeah. And your father, even though he's dead, he couldn't help himself. Yeah. He really couldn't help himself. Understanding yourself will help you to understand your father, and that will cause you to forgive him, and then your anger will be taken away from you. You will no longer have anger. You operate with the power of real love, which comes from God. But you, you got to forgive yeah. for that to happen. All yeah. right? Yeah. So, so start doing the silent prayer. Okay. You live in L.A.? Yeah, I live in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. When well, next time you go to Russia, tell Putin I said hello. Okay. All okay, right? for sure, yeah. You had lunch with him sometime, right? No, no, no. <laughs> but what about your white privilege? <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions for me? Um, no, not right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so welcome, man. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, Jamie, real fast. I got to end. Okay. Uh, Saeed in East L.A. wants to know how to overcome his jealousy. And so... Is he a guy? He's on the line. What? Oh, he's on the line? Yeah, he's on the line, but... Oh, I, I can't take the call. Now. Okay, but I I'm just it. letting you know. Tell Sorry, Saeed. Call Saeed. the show. The call radio the sh show. Call, call the radio the show, show tomorrow. tomorrow. Saeed. Saeed. And then we have a lot of super chats. We'll read them tomorrow. Yes, one guy, we will. One guy says, well, one guy is concerned that his brother is listening to God when he tells his brother it's a voiceless God. And you can't listen to God. No such thing as listening to God. The good Christian set up. What do you mean? God revealed to you. Satan listened to you. That's who you're listening to. God revealed things. It's like a reminder of what you already know. 
right? You're not listening to God. You're listening to Satan. When you go outside in the sunshine, you don't listen to the sun, right? Anybody listen to sunshine? How about the potheads? <laughs> you know, you walk and you live in the sunshine. You don't listen to the sun. All right, so no such thing. You hear the creatures always, oh, listen to God. It's just a mean and nasty <laughs> and sinful. Yes, that's it. Okay. Did you go and forgive your parents? That's what you're supposed to do the last time we talked, right? This is your first time here? Oh, it is? Yeah. Wow, he looked just like another Mexican I know. <laughs> All Mexicans from Guatemala. Look alike. From. Uh, real fast, what's your name? Gerson. In, well, thanks for coming. Any questions about anything? Uh, no. You went to forget your mother? Yes. Do you live with her? Yeah, I still do. How old are you? 25. Beta. <laughs> Why are you staying there now? Well, we made all an agreement that we're going to live together. You made an agreement? Yeah, so we're all paying rent together and you made trying to make the best. You made an agreement with your mama? Yeah, it was from the, from the Obama days. We had it hard, so we all like... Oh, from Obama days. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. But now it's time to break that agreement and get oh, out Oh, yeah, of sure. Did you tell her? Got to buy land. Right on. Yeah. yeah, get away from mama. Oh, yeah. All right. Any questions for me? Uh, no. Okay, I'm glad you came. Thank you. I got to end. Brand new biblical question. What's that? The biblical question? Should you love your weakness, I think? No. Oh, is it good to love your weakness? That biblical question came from Joel. Is it good to love your weakness? What do you say? Real fast. No. You say no, why not? I say no because Real it's fast. your weakness. You, you shouldn't love your weakness. No, I the think young you man behind you want to answer. Is it good to love your weakness? I say no. And why do you say no? Break down the question. Weakness is something that brings you down. It's something you don't like about yourself. So if your weakness is something you don't like about yourself, you should fight it. There you go. You shouldn't like it. You should be against it. And how should you fight it? By whatever it is that is your weakness. Do you have a weakness? Yes. If it's not dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you think? (laughs) You have to wait for the men's meeting for that. Right. (laughs) What's your weakness? Um, One that is clean. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess uh, super critical of myself as a person. Oh. And why are you that way about yourself? Um, I guess the way I was raised, yeah. um, I just have a, I want to be at a high standard. You know, I, I, I've always wanted to be the best person I can be. And by doing that, I'm also yeah. critical of, are you not the best person you can be? You know, can you do more? And yeah. that's, I think that's my biggest flaw. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes. And how about your father? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Are you doing a silent prayer? Uh, no, no, this is well, new to me. <laughs> no, this is new to me. <laughs> Y'all got to do the prayer because you want to be that mindset of God at all times, right? And he want to bring you out of Satan's mind. What you're doing, you were traumatized when you were young that way. And now that stuff is still playing your head because you judge yourself. And if you do the silent prayer, you stop judging yourself. Then you can overcome it. Because the way you're judging yourself as wanting to be better and all that, that's a woman's way of thinking. So you're still thinking like your mother. 
All right? You just want to be. You don't want to be best or last. You just want to be right. and have no opinion of yourself. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. What does your wife say when she hears you complain about yourself like that? I don't think it's more, I don't think it's something that I, I talk about. Oh, good. I think it's probably the first time she kind of even hears it. Um, oh. But She's I think like, yeah. she sees it um, definitely by, uh, by, the, by the way I am, you know, with, I want to say, who I am um, in the household, the way I, I carry myself. Oh, you need to cut that out right away. Mm-hmm. Never let your wife know your weakness. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. 100% agree. Every time she sees you, how was your day, honey? All is well. Mm-hmm. You may be suffering within. But she can't do anything about it. No, yeah. She needs to look up to you as you look to Christ. Mm-hmm. All right? So never. Have you told her your weakness? No. Like you, I said, this is probably the first time she ever. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised to hear that about him? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We we'll do the silent prayer, all right? And you'll be fine. Okay? Awesome. You set him up. I, what? <laughs> you set him up. <laughs> I set him up? Yeah. What do you mean? You asked him, ask him what his weakness is. And then he oh, yeah. <laughs> Player. <laughs> no, that was okay. <laughs> she can't judge you with that one. No, of course. All right, but do the silent prayer. You'll overcome it. Amen. All right. Okay, I got to end. Well, then I'll talk to those with their hands. But the new, the new biblical question, is it good to love your weakness? All right. What do you say to that? Re- yes or no, real fast. It's not good to love your weakness? No. Why not? Uh, because you can, let's see, if you love your weakness too much, like you can easily fall back into that weakness and identify with it. It's good to observe it and see it and grow that from it. That is your question, right? I think so. It was yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll respond to it next week, but that's the biblical question. Listen, you've got to do the silent prayer. It's a spiritual battle. It's not physical at all. Really. So get to know yourself. Stay with the silent prayer. Because especially, well, you should stay with it anyway. Because you're growing in the spirit. And Satan, you've been living in your imagination for so long. And Satan knows how to treat you. So you want to be able to see those thoughts so you can overcome them. Just watch them go. And you're naturally growing one mind with God. Your mind is being renewed. All right? So stay with the silent prayer. That makes sense? You can do your hoop and holler, those who do. You hoop and holler, right? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did your new Christian in Jesus, right? So do your hoop and holler. Oh, thank you, Lord. I want my mama. Right? Yeah. And then once you're done hooping and holler, calm down and do the silent prayer. And he'll take care of you. All right? So do the silent prayer. Um, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. So if you need counseling, let us know. Uh, what else? What else, Hermes? That's it. We have a brand new newsletter that going, that's going out soon. When is it going? This week. this week. So if we don't have your address, we need your address. No, co- no cost. So we can send you a copy. It's an amazing newsletter. So make sure you go to our website. And uh, don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share, ring the bell, and sunny. All right? So I do appreciate it. Thank you for donating to Barn and to the church service. All right? Thank you all. That was amazing today. Amazing.